This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Now on the line, we have with us former Assistant Army Secretary Dean Pops. Uh, um, Assistant Army Secretary, we were just talking before about the cluster bombs. Is this true? Well, it appears to be. And uh, good evening, everyone, um, on the last day of February. Um, it appears to be true, yes. And and we should remember that uh, cluster bombs are kind of an old weapon. For, for your listeners, um, they should think of it as a, a canister with many dozens of bomblets inside of the canister. And when the canister hits the ground or hits the target, those bomblets will go out and, and re-explode and explode again. So it's a very powerful and lethal and uh, brutal weapon. There has been a, a convention um, treaty of over 100 nations that have signed on to, to not using cluster bombs, uh, which, by the way, there's always a percentage that don't explode. So those bomblets stay on the ground, and that's where you get all of the unexploded ordnance that later, years later and decades later, hurts children and others who, who find these these unexploded ordnance. Um, we, um, we, we are not, the, the U.S. is, interestingly enough, not signatories to the uh, anti-cluster bomb convention. Neither is China, neither is Russia. And, and I think that um, although under President Bush, under whom I served, there was a uh, pullback of the cluster bombs in terms of manufacture and putting them back into depots and demilitarizing them, President uh, Trump in 2017 said that uh, he wasn't going to n- not agree to not use them, all right, So because he was looking at China and Russia. And that's really the predicament that we're all in. The, the bottom line on the U.S. position is that we basically don't make them anymore, and we've started to seriously demilitarize the ones that we have. So we're, we've got, and especially because our, our uh, armaments and our munitions have gotten so precision as opposed to these wide swaths, and so, therefore, we've gone basically to rearming cluster bombs with, with unitary bombs. So I think that's the history of it that you have to understand. And then really uh, a bigger picture, uh, Governor and, and Chairman King, uh, the bigger picture is that both China and Russia have military doctrines of unconstrained warfare. In other words, in the doctrine of warfare, they state simply that they will not be constrained by anything. They will not be constrained by biochemical, by, by, by nuclear, uh, or by cluster bombs, or, or any such thing. So it's a way of signaling to the rest of the world, as perhaps Putin is signaling now, that there isn't anything that I won't use in my, in my arsenal. Dean, based on your military experience, and certainly as Assistant Secretary of the Army, how long do you think Putin's army can survive if this goes on for four, five, six, seven days before they run out of ammunition or run short on, on supplies? 
Well, I don't, I don't, I don't see them running out of ammunition. I, I you know, I, I see them eventually. I mean, if this turns into a, into a five, six, seven month ordeal for them, uh, they're, they're going to run out of money. Uh, you can you can remember, Congressman, how much money we spend in Iraq and Afghanistan, and this is uh, he's got a much much smaller economy. This is going to break the bank for him, especially if all the sanctions prevail and so forth. Also, so I think could that, they could they afford to occupy the country? Assuming the worst, I, I don't think they so. prevail. Assuming, I don't see how they could. It's uh, as big as the I state really of don't. Texas. No, yeah, no, they they they, they couldn't, and uh, and I and I don't think they have the forces to prevail. Uh, to occupy. That's a very, think of it the size of Texas. And he's gone in with a, with a force of about 130,000 or so. That's, that's roughly equivalent to, you know, what we went into with in, in Iraq. And, uh, and you could see that we really could not occupy. All right. We could, uh, we could execute a regime, regime change, which we did. And then the occupation slowly turned into a little bit of an, uh, more than a little bit of an insurgency, is particularly in the north and also in Basra in the south. And you could see the predicament we were in for the next 12 years. So um, it's a, it's a, it's going to just, just from a tactical standpoint, this is a very, very tough slog. I also read some accounts today in uh, foreign press that uh, various uh, special forces groups like uh, of retirees like SAS, uh, British SAS, are forming up uh, under private military contractors that are being paid for by certain European interests to uh, to go across the borders. And uh, these guys are excellent snipers and excellent anti-tank uh, artists, if you will. And uh, they're, who knows? So I think this is a this is a tough, long slog. But I, I did see the reports and saw some pictures about the cluster bombs and, and thought that really it was an act of, of desperation on their part, because that's that's sort of the last thing you do when you can't get out of the predicament you're in. And Secretary and I, Pops, uh, what what do you think about the Zelensky? Will he make out of will he make it out alive? I mean, we're hearing about hundreds of mercenaries being sent in order to yeah, kill him. I, He's he wants to stay with his people. He's emerged as, as this amazing hero. Well, I, I was listening to the, the last part of your call on the previous caller, and uh, I, I really think that Zelensky is going to come across as a modern-day Leonidas at, at, at Thermopylae, that whatever the outcome, uh, his stand, his stand to the last man, if you will, mass man and woman, will be, will be remembered in history. And he has inspired an entire continent, if not an entire world. So I think that— uh, He woke up he, the he Europeans— <laughs> he he, he, he absolutely did. did. And so, you know, John, maybe this is just that moment in time that was just destined to happen. There have, We all talk about it. There has to be there's got to be a moment in which uh, somebody when are we going to wake up? Well, I mean, maybe this is the wake up moment. Is Joe Biden going to say to us uh, tomorrow night? I did it all. I'm just hoping he can stay awake on the podium for the rest of the day. I'll, I'll tell you, if he says that, you know, I'm going to have a hard time not smashing my television. You know, Zelensky has shown enormous courage. Biden wanted to fly him out of town. You know, uh, he, he did so successful with the uh, abandonment of Afghanistan. He wanted Zelensky to do that with Ukraine. Thank God they have Zelensky and not Biden leading Ukraine. Governor, I'm telling you, this is going to be remembered like the Alamo. It's going to be remembered in history like Thermopylae. It's going to be remembered like uh, all other tremendous historical stands. Well, the good and, news uh, is Biden can't remember anything. <laughs> 
I, I will tell you, with regard to helping them, I uh, 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 I went to a Ukrainian Orthodox church uh, Sunday. I just decided to, to drop in. And I will tell you that for all your listeners, that those churches have their ethnic means and they're working with the, the uh, Ukrainian ambassador to the United States and they, they are taking up relief funds and things like that. So right now money is about the only thing that, uh, you know, at least civilians can transfer over there and so forth. But that's, that is one place if people are asking, well, where could I help? If you, if you see or know of a Ukrainian church, either Catholic or Orthodox, they are, they are uh, conducting um, relief fund drives. We have somebody on uh, our next guest is going to be telling us uh, how he's getting uh, food over there. Right, the CEO uh, of Goya. But uh, uh, Dean Pops, uh, former Assistant Secretary of the Army, thank you so much for everything you've done for our country and continue to speak out for our country. And we'll catch up again real soon. Good talking to you. Thank Dean. you, John, and all you patriots. Thank you. Thank you. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.